What is your profession? Welcome to OCR Audio with your hosts, Luke and Jack. Hey guys, so we're here with Mark Trussell, Level 2 SGX coach, the only Level 2 coach in the UK. How you doing, Mark? Good? Very well, thanks, Luke. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, Mark, what's um, Level 2? So, can we just go through what the levels are? So, how many levels are there and what what each of them mean with SGX? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can. Uh, Jack, as far as I'm aware, we've got, I think it's about three levels, I think. Uh, I think level three is probably kind of like your, your master kind of. Jedi coach, I would have thought. That's the way I would have thought of it. Level one, uh, level one is, you, is 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 your kind of co- is, is your is your first stage in terms of the um, SDX coaching journey. I would have said, um, yeah. So so basically, we kind of go through uh, the courses. Uh, I did an online course, so it takes about three or four months. So it's quite an intense course. Um, so you're looking at kind of dis- different aspects of of Spartan itself and coaching. So um, the kind of the, the kind of the story behind Spartan, how how the whole thing um, came about with uh, Joe DeSena. and uh, then you look at different elements of coaching, group coaching, that kind of thing. So we're submitting videos of uh, burpees, animal movements, um, and then we've got a kind of got a case study at the end. Um, so it's. It's, it's a pretty packed three months, uh, three or four months in terms of how quickly you actually want to do it. All, all online, all through um, webinars, that kind of thing. And, um, how many burpees did they make you do, Mark? Um, I didn't. I made people do a lot of burpees, um, but I didn't do that. <laughs> I got away with not that many myself. One of the, yeah, um, the video, my, yeah. my wife did quite a few in the garden. One of the videos is a five-minute burpee, isn't it? Five minute that's the one. That's the one. That's the kind of the elementary piece. That's the the five minute burpee test. We all love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did your wife get to? Uh, she got to about 45, 46, something like oh, that. There was guys. There was one guy coaching. I know. I know. He got to ninety seven. Ninety seven. That's not bad, is it? Beastie. That's amazing. We we had um, we had Leon Kafal um, um, last week. He's the um, short course European champion at the minute. And he did yep. that test as a laugh. And I was yep. expecting to say sort of 90. What did he do? 108 or something stupid. I was a yep. bit like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll show it now. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That, yep. what, is, what is that? That's 20, what's that? 20 something, 20 yeah. something oh, only quick. every a minute? Yeah, and I believe him as well because he's a, you know, he's a thick guy, obviously. Um, but then, man. So then level two. So what, what's the difference between level one, level two then? What's that next level? Le- Okay, the level two, uh, we look more into the kind of, we delve, we de- we delve deeper into, we kind of go into client assessments, um, looking at running, running econ- economy. Um, basically, Jack, like extreme conditions where like we look at, we look at the ultra, what, what's involved, what's involved in the ultra as well, um, itself in terms of training, so in, in terms of extreme environments, um, supplements, regeneration, and just basically delving deeper, um, having a kind of a kind of a kind of a, a specific client that you're looking at, and how are we going to get them to a, an ultra, for example, um, in three or four months. So it's um, it's a lot more kind of case studies involved. There's a lot more um, kind of medical papers, research papers that we kind of get into a group and discuss as well. So um, 
yeah, it, it's 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 more intense. It's uh, no, it's, it's very very good course. Oh, that's great. So um, obviously now with the level two, are you going to be doing any more obstacle specialist courses in the UK? Uh, hoping hoping to hoping to yeah. Um, no, I've got one in Windsor. Uh, I've got one one in, in uh, on the Friday of the um, Windsor weekend. Basically, how that works is we um, we look at the course itself. Um, so it's we're limited to around twenty people. Um, we look at the kind of the the kind of classic Spartan um, obstacles like the wall, the spear throw, the rings, monkey bars, bucket carry. Um, we look at those. We kind of break that down in terms of technique, what works, different ways of going across, um, different ways of <laughs> monkey bars, so forwards, backwards, sideways, that kind of thing. Um, look at spear throw, which, which is always a big thing. How we how we how we basically nail that um, and uh, not hit the burpees. And then if we've got time, uh, we'll go around the course itself. So more, some more of the kind of the kind of the bigger kind of the, you know like, like the big obstacles, for example, like the bender, the twister, atlas stones. So we'll basically, if we can, we'll kind of do a tour of the course just to look at each um, obstacle um, in its essence and uh, the best way to conquer that. I, th I think the idea is the, the idea is basically just to get kind of burpee free, burpee free as much as we can through the course. So was the yeah, goal? Definitely. Was the goal? We have, a, we have a saying on, on the podcast, Mark, that if you have a clean race, you tend to do pretty well. And it's been, this, for me and Luke this year, just as, as we're sort of racing at that top level. Every time yeah. we've had a clean run, we've either been on the podium or been near as damn it on the podium, you know. But every time so we've had a you're, you're miles away, you know. Absolutely, yeah. The amount of difference that, bur that, that bur 30 burpees can make. Even though you feel brilliant as you're doing them, hugely, yeah. huge. Yeah, you, you talk a minute and a half. And at that level, well, you don't, but <laughs> not when you've got me passing exactly. to at the spear. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, guys? What's your, what's, what, was, what was just a question to you guys? What's the one where the, bur where the, the burpee, where it's just the worst set of burpees? What obstacle? I think it's more of an obstacle that you know you can complete. That's what yeah. annoys me more. Like, for instance, for a little while, I had a bit of a thing with Twister, where Twister was a bit like especially like last year when I was really into it, it was always a bit like I might fail Twister, so I'm expected to do burpees. And if I'm doing burpees, I'm kind of don't mind. I do mind, but, but like things like the spear, where you know really it should be going in at a time. There's no reason you should fail the spear. But when you're doing bloody burpees at the spear, you just think, oh, my God, I should not be doing burpees at the spear. You know, or I have one at the start of the year, actually, on, on Z-Wall. And it was like I just panicked and rushed. You know, and I'm doing yeah. burpees at Zewall. Just doesn't need to happen. Shouldn't be happening from an elite level, you know. So just things like that more on the point. So when you know you shouldn't be doing them, um, but you find yourself doing them anyway, that's when it annoys yeah. me more, I think. Actually doing burpees, I don't mind doing. And and at the hoist, funny enough, um, after spending about two minutes on trying to get that 50 kilo up at Marsden Lodge, I do believe, or was the one before, I can't remember, asking now. Yeah. You know, I took burpees anyway because I realised it was going to be quicker doing a minute and a half of burpees than what I would, you know, trying to get that bloody hoist up. And at that point, I was third in the race, you know, so I actually sacrificed the top five finish, if you like, just to finish yeah. the bloody race. <laughs> I get that. I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, we were look, I think we were looking at that, weren't we, uh, um, uh, Aston, where yeah. they just introduced that, that, that 50 kilogram, I think it was 50, wasn't it? 50, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giga hoist, yeah. Yeah. So that is a, that's a hell of a weight, especially, I mean, if you're looking at these guys, especially kind of the top level, what are they, 70, 73 kilos? Something like yeah, that. Right, exactly what I am, 73 kilo. Yeah, 
So it's so it's a hell of a kind of a it's a hell of a it's a hell of a big. But I think that's the beauty of Spartan in, in terms of the obstacles and how they kind of they do different obstacles do kind of work better with different people. Yeah, yeah in I'd terms do. of kind of in terms of weight, speed, that kind of thing. So the short Spartan is the only race that I've ever done where actually yes, you get a good balance of a mix of everything. You know, and yeah. this is the whole argument in OCR at the minute um, that certain races are going one way, so going very ninja, very rig, very obstacle dense. Yeah. Some races go the other way and go very running, very little obstacles. I do generally think the Spartan, I know they've got the third multi-rig now in England. Um, I think when that gets uh, potentially Windsor or next year as a multi-rig, then we will have every obstacle to challenge every different body type, every different sort of beginner and newbie and, you know, everything to, to basically target everyone, which is awesome. Absolutely. And which is why Spartan is actually one of the best races in the UK. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mark, so just going back to yourself, um, can you explain for this is where it actually started for you? What, why Spartan? Why SGX? Why coaching? Because look, I'm doing the SGX now. I'm doing level one now. Uh, but I can't see myself not competing. Uh, you yeah. know, and obviously, you've come from a competing point of view. You're obviously now more into the teaching point of view. So that's right. Yeah. Uh, when that will come about, and a little story about yourself, really. Okay. Uh, I've been. Um... I've been into endurance sports for uh, about 12 years. Yeah. Um, kind of started, started with, started with a 10K, love that. Um, just went from a kind of a non kind of, non kind of, never that good at school. Okay, yeah. but just kind of, just, you know, just, just got along with it. So yeah, so I went from 10K to half marathon, then from half marathon, I thought, well, right, I could do this. I'll do a marathon. So, so, so I ran, the mar- ran a marathon, I loved the marathon in uh, 2005, I think. So right. from that point, I was kind of very interested in the kind of the, that, how far can I push myself thing. So from that, I booked into a half Ironman, then went from half Ironman to, um, to Ironman. Which one did you do? Uh, half? In the mi- uh, half I did um, the UK one in uh, 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 Somerset, yeah. Yeah, the Somerset one, which was um, worse than the Ironman, I think. It was just, a, it, it was such a hilly course. It's very hilly. It was too. <laughs> Yeah. It's very, very healing. Yeah, yeah. I think I was more nervous about that. So from that, from and from that point, I kind of got interested in um, tough guy. So uh, that was kind of that was kind of running around at the time. It was just you had these people who were doing um, doing triathlon, and then but then kind of just dipping into this this obstacle. Thing Whatever you call it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it? What's, what are these guys doing? And they were kind of like, oh, there's death warrants and that kind of thing, and it's really difficult. So. So, so, so at that point, I got into I got into um, obstacle course racing from there. Um, so in the meantime, I was I was I was doing Ironman and then doing Ironman in the summer and then doing these kind of winter events um, in January. Uh, tough, 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 tough guy. Um, and then there was other ones like the Hellrunner, Sab Salomon Hellrunner that, that, that came about. That's still yeah. running, I think. Yeah, Hellrunner is good. So, yeah, still do it. It's a good race. Yeah, all the shots. That's a tough. These are kind of these. Are, yeah, it is. Um, so these are the kind of the kind of the, you know the kind of the the initial ones. Um, then my kind of journey went from Ironman to uh, to ultra running, um, double Ironman. I did got into a hundred mile race, um, and the, and then from that point I was kind of I saw kind of from this country Spartan coming in. I think it was Bassingbourne. I think that the first one and these guys with pugil sticks hitting people and that kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on here? So. Um, so then, I, I, my previous, um, I've been, I've been in, I've been a, in 
coaching for about four years. Uh, previously, I was a um, I was a marketing marketing professional. Um, right. I was um, I was working in financial services and marketing, so just kind of doing the endurance thing, do, running on, on the side. side. Uh, they got made, yeah. I, I then got made redundant and thought, well, I'm just going to turn my hobby into a career. So um, oh, wow. uh, the spot, yeah, there's kind of an interesting CrossFit, and then the kind of this Spartan SDX thing that I, that I found. So um, I initially, I initially got my level two um, fitness instructor exam just just so I could do the Spartan SDX course. Right. Okay. So, um, so level two, Spartan SDX, um, and then got more kind of heavily involved in Spartan through the through the Spartan SDX course itself. Yeah. Um, going to events, um, warm ups. Um, I was uh, warm ups, um, kind of just and just just with just within Spartan as a kind of community in terms of kind of finish line that kind of thing as well. And, um, yeah. Coaching on the rigs. So um, that's the first time I met yeah. you in 2016 on the finishing line with the mic. You used to that be the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be the bike guy, yeah. Okay. yeah it's a, it was it was a fun but very very long day. Do you still do you still race Spartans? I do still race Spartans. Yeah, I, um, I come not as much because of my time's coaching now. But um, yeah, I, I uh, still race Spartan. I qualify. Uh, what was it? Was it St Clair? Yeah, St Clair. I qualified for the World Championships, fifth and age group. So still happy with that. Still in, yeah. still and, in there. And more to the point, are you going? I am going. I'm going all the way to uh, sunny. Um, Oh, no, sorry. This is the uh, OCR, not, not, not Tahoe. No, this is the, um, uh, the OCR World Championships. OCR World Championships. Sunny Essex. No, I'm not going to Tahoe. No, I didn't go. Uh, no. Yeah, that's it. So, if, and, and then that point, I kind of um, I had the opportunity last year to um, think about, well, I've kind of done the trifecta. I'm doing this Spartan SDX. Um, why not? go for the delta so um last year i got my perfect delta as well so uh, that was which is sector spartan sdx course spartan x uh, the agogi the ultra ultra beast um Hur hurricane heat and the hurricane heat trial so yeah the first person in the country to get that jesus uh, which kind of wiped me out a little bit last year so i'm still recovering from that i think yeah which ultra beast did you do this week? I think I left a little bit of my soul in Sky, I think, last year. Oh. What was that, Luke? Uh, which ultra beast did you do? Scotland? Scotland, yeah. That was boring. Uh, Scotland. It was a bit of a kind of, I didn't realise I was doing it till the day before. So, uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a, um, it was a bit of a shocker, fueled on two t-shirts and a bag of Haribos. So, it was, yeah, we're doing yeah, it worked out okay. I didn't I didn't have any kind of change of clothes or anything for that one, but uh, it oh, worked wow. well. I think that I think that worked to my advantage because I didn't have any time to worry about it. I thought, well, I know I can cover the distance, so um, I'll just go and just see how it goes, see, see how we get on. But, uh, yeah. How much do you think of your um, How much do you think of your triathlon training really helped you in those situations, though? Like I've done Ironman, I've done half Ironmans. I used to be a triathlete myself, and. Um, I find that sometimes when I'm racing, especially like Spartan races, and I'm going through that horrible grinding, oh my God, just let it be over type of attitude. That's exactly where I got in all my races because obviously triathlon, especially triathlon, tends to be a longer distance. So when you're out there for 12 hours in an Ironman, for instance, your mind does go places, you know, like your 100, 100 mile runs, things like that. Yeah. Do you really think that helps even with short course racing, such as Spartan? Absolutely, yeah. It's that kind of. It's that. Um, I'm a big fan of kind of the. Okay, you've got the physical element of training, but I'm a big fan of the mental element as well. Yeah. I think. I think. I think the the mental element is sometimes more important than the physical. 
Um, yeah, for sure. In terms of you think you could, if you could, if you think you can kind of do it, then you can. It's yeah. it's a case of yeah. I mean those kind of those kind of especially kind of when you're as you'll probably say, Jack. Like sort of if you're halfway through a, the run on a on an Ironman and it's like it's just you doing you've just got another two loops to do or something like that. That's when you kind of just something just kind of just just grit comes in. You just dig deep and think, like, okay, yeah, that's it. Fine, I, I can do this. I, I was always I was always a fan of as long as I can get off the bike. I'll be able to do it because I always find the bike the most difficult uh, piece in terms of there's so much that can go wrong. And yeah, yeah, for not, sure. I'm not, I don't particularly enjoy cycling. So uh, once I get off that bike, that's it. It's fun. I'll, I'll just go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just mental grit is is a huge part of this. I think. Yeah, I was um, just in terms of. I listened. Oh, well, I didn't. I read. I didn't. I listened. No, I cheat. I did listen, but I also read at the same time Joe Senna's new book. Yeah. Um, very much about that mindset thing. And if you haven't read it, I do suggest going out and getting both his books, um, The Spartan Up and Is It The Way of Life, Spartan Way of Life one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he talks very much about that situation because obviously Joe's from a, an endurance background as well, which is why he set up Spartan. And what yeah. I find is really interesting is now when you think about Spartan and the type of race and the obstacles, it is about life. You know, life isn't easy and you do get obstacles every day and it's overcoming those obstacles. Um, it is like a race. It very much is like a race. It's crazy, really. It is. Um, you know, life can be crap, and you've just got to get stronger and get over it, and Monday will come, sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah that that kind of mental aspect of. I mean, I mean, in terms of my coaching, I do try and try and make my um, I try and make the I try and make the the session worse than the event if I can. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's like, yeah, so you so it's like okay, so so I kind of say to my client, okay, well you're in the race, you're in the Spartan race, you're kind of you're third the way through, you're not, you, you know, it's you've got a wall to get over and you're not doing it, and you're kind of you just need to get over it, and it's like, is this worse than the coaching that we did? And, yeah, you know, the training session that you did, and if you can say no, then that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's my job. Done. It, setting that level. Uh, me and Luke were saying this the other day. Uh, we we did Morsey in European Championships and climbing that last mountain with a sandbag. Honestly. I swear to God, I've never been in a situation like that in my life before where it's just like, I yeah. want this to be over. But now it's made every race in the UK so much easier because I've had that point where I've gone, no, nothing is as hard as that mountain in Morzine. But Absolutely. This is, this is what it's all about. Yeah, that is, that is, that's spot on. And, you'll find, and you're finding now that most coaches, are, well, we have some, some coaches that only focus on the mindset. Um, so you, that just shows you how powerful it actually is because people are just coaching that now, you know, yeah. and yeah. coming across to OCR, coming from other sports, you know, I know sort of G, um, GP Formula One racers, they do a lot of visualisation, don't they? You know, some do a lot of visualisation and, and things like that. So it's a powerful thing that I think will slowly start to come into OCR. Um, to see these coaching exactly, yeah. mindsets. I, mean, I remember. I can't remember the name of the book, but it was a book that I read years ago, and it's just basically focused on the mindset of tennis. Yeah, um, that's a big kind of that's a big kind of mind game. More more so more a mind game against one against one mind against the other. Yeah, 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 sure. But but um, yeah, mindset mindset is huge on that. And but sometimes we can beat ourselves up even worse, though, can't we? You know, if it's if we we're on our own going on that, you'll have you know you've there you've raced, and sometimes you're thinking, especially at the sort of elite level, if you like. Um, you're there, you're racing along, you're thinking, I want to be there, but I'm here. I'm not quite good enough yet. Oh, my God, you know, I'm miles off the race. And that mindset can really beat you up during a race. And sometimes, 
like if Luke's done well this year and I've gone, oh, what were you thinking there? He's like, I'm just thinking win, win, win. And I'm like, I didn't have that mindset. You know, so really it's finding that mindset of you can do it. it it's going to happen. Just get on with it. It is. I mean, saying that, saying that, Luke, is, is, it, is it a mindset of win, 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 or is it imagine what would happen if I win? Is it, or is it, you see what I mean? Is it like, yeah. imagine that, is it a kind of visualisation on the podium or is it, a, is it a, what is it? Yeah, maybe a mix of both, like just get to the front of the pack and just keep going. Yeah. It's not much to it, I'm a simple guy. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you said that. Keep it. Saying, love it. Um, cool. There's, uh, there's definitely more behind it and stuff like yeah, visualizing on the podium. I'm actually. What did I do? Um, obviously, yeah, we went to Morzine. Jack just said on uh, where was it? Ashton Down. I said to myself, if I can make it on the podium on Saturday, I won't race on Sunday. I'll rest. Yeah. And luckily, I managed to make it uh, to third that day. Um, and then I was like, I'm done. My legs are fried from Morzine. I'm not racing the next day. I'm too knackered. I made a little pact for myself. If I can push as everything I've got on the Saturday, make it on the podium, I'll rest Sunday. Yeah, that, that was the same day when I'm, I'm hanging off the hoist in third position. And then Luke comes along. Gets it in about a minute. <laughs> it takes third, the bastard. <laughs> I was like crying on the rope. <laughs> oh, my up the rope. I was. I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> picture. Picture perfect. I've got the picture, actually. I have got the picture. But I think, that, I think, I think that's right. I mean, that kind of thing. And making deals with yourself as well. That's a big thing. Yeah. If I can get to this point here, I'll maybe I'll walk for a little bit or something like that. Or just something. Just, just making little deals and just kind of just ticking them off, kind of. Yeah, mini, mini wins that always works as well. Bit by bit, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's bring it back then to SGX and coaching specifically for Spartan. Um, yeah. Let's take a typical, um, probably someone that's done a sprint, but they've done it with their mates. They're now looking uh, for the super. Yeah. Uh, potentially, probably the beast as well in the same year. So they're looking for their trifecta. What would you suggest to those guys going from a sprint? Well, let's be honest, it's doable. It's designed to be achievable. It's designed to be not easy, but doable. Yeah. Super, to me, is that next step up. There's yeah. a lot more running involved. Um, a few more obstacles are introduced. Um, so let's go super. What, what would you tell that person? One, what do they need to focus on? Two, what, what, would, they, what would have to be different for the super from a sprint? And three, what's Mark's Trussell's, you know, uh, coaching points to get to that okay. next level? Okay, good stuff. Okay, so, I mean, the sprint is kind of, uh, I love the sprint. It's, it's short, it's sharp, it's kind of, it's more fun. I think, I think in terms of, um, in terms of everything, it's kind of, it, as, you, as you said, it, it's your starter. So, okay, we've, we've got, okay, sprint done. Um, super, there's more, um, there's more poetic, I would say, poetic license with the super in terms of, Running, I think I, I personally think the super is probably the, the I don't know probably the most challenging out of three because it's so obstacle. It can be so obstacle heavy, and there's you can and they and the kind of build team Carl and got okay. We can put so much into this. Um, so yeah, I would say concentrate on um, concentrate on fo focus on your running. Run, running is going to be very important. So important. It's it's I would say it's the most important element of obstacle course racing. Um, yeah, you're running, but, get, but, getting the endurance part in there. 
Um, so when we've got that, we, we, we then look at technique um, in terms of efficiency, getting over the obstacles, getting over, uh, getting over the wall, get uh, rope climb. So basically, we want to kind of because it's so much. There's, there's so much more running involved, and there's and there's so many more obstacles. We want efficient. We want to turn to efficient efficiency. We don't want to. We don't. We don't want to muscle over the wall. We want to kind of use the legs, use the big muscles in the body, in order to get there efficiently. So you're kind of not gassed out. Um, when you get over it and so you could just get on to the next obstacle so i would look at running i would look at efficiency i'd I'd put some um body weight work in there as well um in terms of uh your classics your pull-ups sit-ups squats press-ups burpees of course uh introduce burpees um into um into a lot of the training what i like to do is um at least once a week have a um have like an um, have have an obstacle based uh, training session, um, so it's like an event simulation where we're kind of running, uh, we're doing burpees, we're carrying, we're um, we're doing pull ups. So basically, kind of a sequence and sequence of events that replicates it, that that tends to replicate the stress of an obstacle race. Right. Um, then I would say, I mean, you're looking at about six six miles, so I would I would go up to about six seven six seven miles in terms of that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What kind of distance do people? Should they be training for the super? Kind of like what seven miles? If they can seven run- miles, I would say eight miles, just to kind of replicate the kind of the differences in terms of um, obstacles as well, because Great. it can be between what is it, six miles and eight miles or something. Like that. Yeah. So continuing with your um, your age group or your or your open wader, then what would you then break those miles down into like an eighty twenty rule, or would you break them down into one fast, one slow, one long? How, how would you suggest breaking the actual running down? Uh, I would break them down in terms of uh, I like to do either time or mileage. So I, I break them down into eight mile run, for example. We'd have a series of events that would happen between we know eight miles. So you would just go out for an eight mile run. You go out for a mile, then you would do, for example, you would do five burpees, ten press ups, fifteen yeah. squats. Okay, just yeah. kind of just close that down a little bit, then go. Yeah. So in terms of what am I? What am I looking forward to more? Is it the case that I'm going to have to do a load of a load of burpees after this mile, or is it going to be a case of I'm going to kind of I I I want to get those burpees done, so a little bit of a rest, yeah, and, and then go running again. So yeah. Um, yeah, anything between burpees or carries, I'll find find a rock, take it take it for a little walk, that kind of thing, ten meters down the road, drop the rock, but bear crawls, anything. So um, either that, so I work on mileage or I work on time. Better to work on mileage. Nice, and that's. And we were saying this off offline um, last night, actually, Mark. The big difference is you can get a lot of good runners out there. You can get a lot of good guys that can hang in ninja ninja obstacle course centers. But putting the yeah. two together is where it's at. And if you want exactly. to be that next level, if you want to be burpee free, if you want to just really achieve the race and be successful, then it's training like you would as if you were racing. And I Absolutely, think, yeah. I think unless someone like yourself, um, SGX coach or myself or I at my training centre, unless we're bringing that to people, I don't think people are doing it. I think people are generally going out and they're doing their six-mile tempo or hill session and then they're doing probably some weights in the gym. They're not marrying it together. And it's not hard. It's not expensive. It, like you said there, it could just be a case of find a rock, find a log, which I'm pretty sure if anybody goes into their local woods, they'll find something they can lift that's pretty awkward. You know, and runners with that for a mile, you know, it's not hard. It's just, you have to be like the race team, um, race directing team uh, and, and just use your imagination. Exactly. Yeah. And if, it, if, it, and if there's a hill next year, take that rock up the hill and then, yeah. bring, you know, bring it, bring it back down. Just kind of, just yeah. be kind of, just be kind of ready for the, 
unknown, I guess. Yeah, 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 of, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to kind of. It's always good to have structure, but if you can go out there and just kind of just basically go on go on an adventure for an hour and a half, that kind of thing, and just kind of if you see some water, jump in it. It's obviously not too deep, and you can swim. Um, you know, that's fine. We, we we can do that as well. Just kind of just mix it up, mix it up as much as you possibly can. You find a lot of the customers that you get, they know what they're getting into, or do they turn up and go, "He wants me to do what?" Yeah, I like that. That's my favourite thing. Is is he trying to kill me? I've had that quite a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is which is always a nice kind of. He's trying to kill me. <laughs> back here again if I'm alive. <laughs> um, yeah, they kind of don't really know what 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 they're getting involved with. Um, I mean, I coach, I coach one to one, I coach group, and I coach um, online as well. So. Um, your, your line is more structured, but we're kind of, I'll, I'll have something in mind in terms of a, uh, like the SCX class, and we'll just basically work it on how many people we've got and what they fancy. We'll kind of just mix it up completely and just, 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 just do something crazy. And I, I do enjoy the kind of the, the hurricane heat element as well. Yeah. Like get people carrying benches around the block, that kind of thing. You know, just, <laughs> just any, anything big, you know, that, 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 that will kind of. The team element of it. Team element is, is big as well. So yeah, individual basis. Um, it, it really depends on what the what they've got, um, what the individual person's got in terms of what they've got. If, if they've got access to a gym, that's fine. If they haven't, yeah. that's fine. We can just go and work out. We can go and play outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard of a great place in Ipswich. <laughs> yeah, I've heard pretty good things about that one. <laughs> but I would say, I would say, get yourselves a something to carry. Big sandbags are always good. Supermarket yeah. sell bags of sand, ten kilo bags of sand for two pound fifty. And just yeah. put those out in a hole door, and then you've got you've got your perfectly adequate sandbag. Doesn't need to be doesn't need to be expensive at all. No, back to basics as well, which is which is kind of the as you were saying, Jack, about the Jade book, It's kind of just it's it's all kind of it's all basic stuff, isn't it? And just marrying that together. Yeah, um, I would say as well, kind of the I don't know who I was who I was discussing it with, but. The kind of the obstacle, kind of the perf the obstacle course racing ideal kind of scenario is, is kind of a fell running, climbing boulderer, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, where you've got kind of where, where I mean, you're going to have some of the obstacles that aren't going to be kind of to their advantage, like the hoist. But they're going to be light on their feet. They're super fast, but they can kind of they've got a massive weight power to weight ratio in terms of yeah. holding holding that's, weight and that kind of thing. That's the one. Power to weight ratio is the is the key for developing as a good obstacle course race yeah absolutely very difficult to get to though because if you yeah. lose too much weight <laughs> and if you put too much weight on you lose your you lose your run so it's a very difficult yeah, margin isn't it? Calories on. keep the calories <laughs> mate mark honestly you've never seen a guy eat so much as luke really he should be fat he should be he should be like a beast I don't know how we still, well, yeah, honestly, mate, so much. I thought I ate a lot, but Christ. So what's your, what's your food, food of choice, Luke? Oh, oh, oh. oh tickles. Uh, uh, anything? No, um, I do love chicken, rice, just decent food. Lots <laughs> is always nice. Um, I introduced Jack to eating because yes. he ate, like, nothing when we went to Ireland. I was like... Well, we've just eaten, so we need to stop at the shops to get food for later when I'm hungry. <laughs> like, what's happened again? <laughs> I'm going to be hungry in about an hour and a half. I've just eaten. It's true. You've got to keep eating. 
They'll keep the train moving, honestly. What's interesting, Mark, is um, so basically, I from when I was a triathlete and, and runner, uh, doing like 24 hour runs and stuff. I used to eat yeah. very low carbohydrates. I taught my body to burn fat as a main fuel source. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant for endurance. But as you know, when you start lifting heavy and running heavy and across shitty terrain, that slightly plays a little bit harder on your body. Um, and what I was finding is that I was doing okay at these races, but when I wanted to push the sort of top three, you know, I just didn't have that bang energy. Um, so sitting down with a coach and putting enough like teaming up with Luke and what have you, I slowly started to realize that I probably wasn't eating enough. Yeah. So now I've started eating a lot more, and especially a lot more carbohydrates, just started to eat it. If I'm hungry, I eat. Um, but what I've noticed is the more I eat, the more I need to eat. So now I find myself just snacking all the time, uh, yeah. which is a problem because obviously the time I've run in the morning, run in the afternoon, probably done a session, trained with people, I've probably burnt about you know, four or 5,000 calories anyway. So I'm burning it off. Um, but it's interesting, the concept of food, because I think this, it's such an unknown as well. And with OCR being the type of sport it is, it's not like a, it isn't a pure running sport, so you can't eat like a runner. You know, it isn't a pure uh, CrossFit, so you can't eat like a CrossFitter. There is, no, a, no, no. there is a fine line. I don't think anybody's really found it yet. Um, but if you look at the world's top best, like you say, they do tend to be either fell runners or cross-country skiers that have got huge engines. Huge you know? engines, yeah, yeah. And like you say, look, Ryan Atkins is always climbing, always bouldering, you know. Um, Woodsy, world champion, European champion, um, sorry, uh, series champion at the minute, you know, he's a runner. He can run ridiculously fast times, you know, a track previous track runner, you know. Yep. I'd like actually to get these guys on and ask them what they do eat because I think it would be very much like Luke. I think it would just be anything and everything they can get their hands on, basically. <laughs> Whereas I'm, I'm, still, I'm still trying to be healthy with the situation. I'm healthy. Yeah. Yeah, well, not, but okay, okay, let me just bring this back. What I mean is you're not eating McDonald's, Burger King, KFC. You're not eating, like, when I say healthy, I mean your typical sport, athlete, healthy food. So, you know, non uh highly produced products you know we're still eating decent rice and and decent bread and things like that but yeah yeah just generally not eating haribo pre-race pre mark <laughs> no, exactly that. that's all I, that's all i had <laughs> i actually take i actually took them around in the second i had them i left them in transition i took them around out of in a kind of a ziploc bag and took them around the second lap what would be your um nutritional advice then to a newbie uh, just, uh, I would say, I mean, I've kind of, I, I just eat as clean as you possibly can. Just yeah. eat, eat, eat whole, eat clean. Uh, it does. I mean, it does depend on. I'm kind of coming back from kind of from a personal point of personal experience in terms of the longer the event is basically you just chuck whatever you want in the fire, it'll burn. Yeah. Um, but uh, nice kind, of, nice kind of ratio between. Uh, protein and carbs. I'm not. I, I don't actually go that kind of technical in terms in, in, in terms of nutrition, but um, no. just if it looks, yeah, if it's if it, you know, if it's come from the ground, that's all good. Uh, just 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 avoid process as much as possible. Yeah, I think that's a good advice. I think it's also very clever to stay away from uh, too many, like you say, technical nutritional advice as a coach because there's so much out there. So well, no one's so many different trains of thought. And I don't think anybody really knows either. That's your stupid thing. I think what yeah. works for one will work for one, and what works for another can might work completely for another. So 
yeah, it is really is like that. We're so unique, aren't we? Um, no, that's good, man. What to finish off then, Mark? Could you give me your five truffle tips for that. Barton, please? Yeah, okay, let's have a look. So for a Spartan race, um, I've got I've got a few more there. So um, I would say if we look at a kind of somebody who's just looking to kind of get into get into Spartan itself, yeah, the first person that looks, I've I've I've, I've, I've you know I've seen it, what's going on. Um, yeah. First of all, I would say join the mailing list. That's always a good that's always a good good one because you, you're going to get race discounts in there. You're going to get you're going to get top tips from um, from some some good athletes in there in terms of. Just kind of helping you, helping you along the way. Uh, what what he really coming. means, guys, what he really means is listen to OCR audio. Listen to OCR audio. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's the top one, top, top one. <laughs> that goes yeah. without saying because they'll be listening to this already. Yeah, there's very, yeah. yeah. So mailing list at Spartan Race UK, yeah? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, get onto that mailing list. Uh, then start running as well. Um, <laughs> it's got a uh, uh, point I touched on earlier, just in terms of you've got to start running. Um, off-road as well. Don't kind of. This isn't a road race that we're looking at. Yeah. Um, no, get yeah. on the trails. Get some. Um, get some hills in there. Um, and then we're going to kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone as well. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be wet out there. Probably it's going to be muddy. Um, it's. You're gonna. You're gonna be kind of. You're gonna be at the, at the end. You're not just. You're gonna be drenched with mud. You're gonna. You're gonna be bruised up a little bit. So. Just, just, just get out of that comfort zone a little bit. I think just to, um, just kind of, just to preempt what, what the kind of race that it's going to be. Burpees as well. Get comfortable with burpees. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a point where you may well have to do, unless you're getting this clean racing, you're gonna have to do burpees. So, in terms of pacing them, that's always good. I always like to do. It's gonna be thirty burpees. So I always like to kind of base it around a. I'll do five and then I'll change the direction, do another five, another five, another five. Um, before you know it, you've done 30. So you just kind of ignore the burpees that you've previously done and just concentrate yeah. on, on concentrating them in, in sets. Um, incorporate some odd objects into your training as well uh, that we covered. Weighted bags, um, sandbags, rocks, logs, anything at all. Just just a predetermined point, pick it up, take it, take it to take it up on the road and then just just carry on. Um, on the day itself, um, don't wear anything new, have everything tested on the day. Um, this goes, this goes to kind of the point in terms of the second point in terms of running as well. You, you need to kind of get some decent, decent running, uh, decent trail shoes in there. Um, nice bit, nice bit of grip in there as well. Um, something that's going to, um, let the water go as well, because, um, it's going to drain well because you don't want to be kind of your feet to be full of water and kind of that'll, that'll um, encourage blisters, that kind of thing as well. Um, and just enjoy it. I mean, you kind of, it's the fact that this is a Spartan race. It's an amazing experience with the kind of, there's a lot of camaraderie and community within, within Spartan itself. Um, just enjoy it. Have, have a great time. Um, enjoy. I, I like to say, enjoy every mile. That, that's kind of a big thing. Just kind of just be thankful that you're out there, been able to do this and, um, help people out. If you're kind of, if, if they're struggling, help them out over a wall, give them a shoulder over a wall, that kind of thing. And um, always just high five the uh, volunteers. Give them a good, give them a shout, shout, give them a smile because they're out there and they want you to. Um, they want you to Mark, have you ever had anybody that's finished a race and gone screw that? I'm never doing that again. Um, Don't say yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you haven't, have you? I've, I've never had, been... I've had over, over the no, over the finish line. I've had never again. But they always signed like up. It's kind of they don't they don't mean it. It's like yeah. a beaming smile. It's like yeah, yeah. when's the next one? That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where do I sign yeah, up? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it. So once they've done it, once they've done it, it's like, yeah, okay, right. Where do I sign up? Yeah, man. Mark, where can you be found? Can you give me your uh, social media? Where are you training out of? Plug yourself a bit, mate. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, my website is uh, domark.net. G-O-R-M-A-R-C.net. Uh, yeah. I'm also on Instagram as the OCR coach. Yep. And. Uh, I coach out of uh, CrossFit Beer Wolf in Electric in Hertfordshire. That's where I run my Spartan STX classes. Okay, awesome. Brilliant. Um, we do a dro- and so if you're about, we do a drop-in session as well on a Sunday morning at nine o'clock. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna come and drop in. Please yeah, do. We're one lovely day. to have you have you have you have you down there. You can come and smashes. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Mark, you've been awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate your Thank time. Thank you for having me, guys. And um, hopefully, we'll see you at the next race. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah. You'll, we're, 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 yeah. We'll uh, we'll see you soon, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No worries, man. See you up in Scotland. Yeah. Cheers. So, if you want to sign up to a Spartan race, you can use our code Spartan Audio. All caps. Spartan Audio for fifteen percent off any race, any wave. So that is the Sprint Super Beast Ultra Hurricane Heat uh, Kids Race as well. This is of all UK races. Um, and any wave as well, so you can sign up into the Elite Wave, the Age Group Wave, the Open Wave for any of those events. Also, you can receive uh, free parking, free bag drop, and you can get money off the merch tent. So sign up today, Spartan Audio. Brilliant, so fresh off the back of his second place in at uh, Mud 7, we're joined by Jesse Betts. Jesse, how are you, man? Good, thanks, guys. Second? Did you say second? (laughs) Second place, yeah, first loser. Mate, we sent you out there and you got a second. <laughs> yeah, it's not a it's not a real race that one, is it? It's just a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> Unless you win. See, if he had won, it'd have been <laughs> yeah, then it'd definitely be a race. Yeah, <laughs> the most competitive race in the UK. <laughs> but no, yeah, you went out there to uh, check out the course, see what it was all about. Uh, so, Mud Seven, tell us your thoughts. Yeah, well, some some people do anything for a free ticket. Eh? <laughs> we won't tell the yeah. crowd what you did <laughs> no it's good it was a good event really a really good fun day out it was good to um to go and, you know have a blast round in the morning and then uh, do a second lap later on just to have a jog round and because to be honest I, I forgot most of it on the first go round <laughs> I came yeah. back in and I was like oh um yeah I remember the first zone and the last zone but everything in between was a bit of a blur so you do that, don't you? You do, you do generally, you do generally forget like the whole race where people go, "Do you, oh, do you remember this bit?" You go, "Uh, not really." <laughs> Once you get to the point where you're blowing out your ass trying yeah. to chase the person in front, everything just is just a blur. Then, but, yeah. But no, it was a good event, good day out, nice weather, and sun was out, sun was shining in the morning, so Excellent. shirts off, the short shorts were out, and uh, yeah, it's a good start. So the concept of Mud Seven was what seven different zones from different races. Yeah, so it's it's basically seven kilometers. Um, so it should be seven each kilometer as each each race individual race. Um, it gives them a chance to show their you know their signature obstacles and and yep. put their brand across um, in the hope that you know to sell some tickets for their race uh, and uh, and show off what they can do. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's basically seven. 
seven zones and seven kilometers, but uh, the first zone um, wasn't quite one kilometer, um, which was the Ram Run zone. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't think, I don't, I don't really know what happened there, but it was basically half a kilometer of yellow perils. Um, and then the second zone was uh, Goat Beryl, which made up the, the lap of um, distance in that. Yeah. If anybody hears um, a drilling sound, it's because Luke's at the dentist. We do apologise. <laughs> there are some building work. <laughs> My roof. <laughs> yeah. We will dampen it down a little bit. But... So that, that first zone was uh, Ram Run, okay? Yeah, it's Ram Run. I think, um, I don't know, I heard rumours that, um, that Ian, I have to be careful what I say, because I do like Ian at Ram Run. He's a, good, he's a great guy, funny guy, but... Um, I think there's obviously, you know, it's gone downhill lately since they lost the venue. The original venue, I think, was Stonely. Right. Um, I think it might be something to do with the railway or HS2 or something going through it, but they changed and moved to Cliff Lakes. Um, and from what I'd heard, I think Ian has his own engineering business, which he had sort of let down a few customers because he was concentrating on the uh, on Ram Run there. Um, and he'd let down a few of his customers, so I think he'd decided to take a step back from Ram Run. And I think he tried to hand it over to Paul and Cliff Lakes. Right. Um, but I don't think that went down too well. And I think from what I've heard, they're basically all of their kit was there, um, all of their rigs were there. And um, so I don't think they've got anywhere to store it. But uh, put it this way Ram Run at Mud 7 was literally just the yellow perils, and I think they were dropped off by by someone at Cliff Lakes and not by Ian himself, so um, not too sure what's gone on there, but a bit of a shame, but yeah, as we, we all hate those yellow perils anyways, <laughs> that's what they can show us, so it's not too good. Fair dues, and then it went into the, the peril section, did you say? Yeah, so zone two was Go Feral, which is, um, I've never, to be honest, I've never heard of them, I don't know if you guys had heard of them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's quite good it's sort of straight into a load of guys in green shirts buzzing around sort of you know like mental guys like they were feral sort of thing they're running around shouting getting you going um you're straight into their section straight under a net uh, oh there was actually sorry i sold ram run short there was a net as well there was some yellow perils and there was a cargo net <laughs> and oh, well, then, it's uh, made all the difference now yeah it made all the difference so you, my back was burning by the time i got out of zone one yeah, yeah, no yeah. shirt as well. Yeah, no shirt. I regretted that straight away. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Go, Go Feral was um, straight into it. And then it was uh, under another net with a log carry. So you sort of picked up a log, took it under another net. Um, you were through there, a couple of walls, um, a big A-frame, which was sort of like a net, um, netted A-frame over that, a couple more walls. Uh, and then you were into the wooded section where... There was a, there was actually like a maze, but the first time round I didn't even notice the maze. I only noticed it on the second time round when we were going a lot slower. Um, yeah. So I must have when when we were racing, I must have just picked the right route through and gone straight through it. But on the second time round, when we were going slower, I actually got lost in it. It was uh, <laughs> it was just yes, yeah, so I didn't even notice it the first time. But somehow I managed to get lost the second time. But it was just a, a basically a, a rope maze. If you go down the wrong way, you come to a dead end. So you have to find your way through that. Oh, um, yeah, and then it was uh, their sort of signature section was their the floor is lava section. I don't know if you see the videos for it. No, uh, it was pretty pretty cool. There was no no lane as such or anything or lanes to go through it. It was literally just a like a 
kids play area sort of thing. Uh, the it was quite good the map craftsmanship that had gone into it. It was a bit like uh, a cross between like Ninja Warrior style sort of obstacles with a, a sort of a spinning log with nunchucks on it and different routes that you could go. But it was like um, I don't know if you saw that calisthenics park up in Hull that was uh, all handcrafted wooden wooden mm. obstacles the guys had made. Um, hell of a lot of effort had gone into it anyway, but it was pretty impressive section, pretty fun. Um, something think, a bit different, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's something a bit different. Um, I don't know how much of that they'd have in their actual in their own race, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely definitely good. I mean, there's a woman on the second time round made me laugh. She sort of gave it a backhanded compliment. She she was cute that we got there and there was a queue, um, and she sort of went, oh, "I'm not queuing for that. It's like a shit version of the Euros," which is like <laughs> it's like a back, backhanded compliment, really, isn't it? It's basically yeah. saying I'm not, I'm not going to queue for something that's too difficult because so, yeah. there was there was bits of it that were not many people would have got across, but that was, that was the idea of taking your own, you know, picking your own yeah. line around it. So, um, but yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, and then that was pretty much it for well, that's all I could remember from that one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the next one was into zone three, which was Muddy Furlong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever done any of their... No, I've done them. heard of them, never done them. Yeah, they're from, I think they're from, it's down, it's near where I used to live in Northamptonshire, sort of Market Harbour way, um, yeah. originally. They're a really good event. It was one of the first ones I ever did, actually, and... Um, I, well, the first one that I ever came, I came second behind Scotty Barker before I knew before I knew who he was years yeah. ago. Um, um, yeah, they're good, they're good events. But that section was literally straight into the mud. So you went straight into the zone and then it was straight into a big ditch, sort of waist height ditch, waded through that. Um, pull yourself out of that on the rope. Uh, and then that, that zone was pretty much, sort of the emphasis was on the mud. It was really muddy, really boggy. A uh, couple of tunnels, more nets, like nets, 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 and every section had nets. Um, and then there was, uh, you came to a section with a, a frame where um, Carl and the, the guys from Off the West magazine were. Um, and there was that was the first water station at that point. So it was um, yeah. 300 kilometres into it, there was a water station, which also had biosynergies. Um, gym tonic and skinny and skinny water which is quite refreshing um yeah and then after that it was some of those annoying tunnels that you get stuck in and the tires i don't know about you guys but i absolutely hate those tires you know the big tires when you go through them i just get absolutely wedged in them oh i see yeah they were pretty skinny so i'm I'm all good (laughs) yeah (laughs) very skinny i'm quite skinny as well (laughs) my wife says i am anyway (laughs) Yeah. Which one? Proper runner's legs now, apparently. I need to put some weight on. There you go. But yeah, um, yeah. So that was muddy furlong, really. Any other questions about that one? <laughs> you explained it very well. You <laughs> go. Um, yeah, and that was it, really. Yeah, just mud, mud, mud. It was pretty good though, because it was good to go back and do. Um, it felt like one of the events I used to do a lot of, like a year or two ago. I was when I first got into doing obstacle course racing. I was doing a lot of the mud runs and local mud runs, where it is like, you know, you are literally caked in mud, top from top to bottom. And um, yeah, it, it was good. It made me sort of think, you know, what I should probably 
give these Spartan races a rest and uh, <laughs> go and do some less competitive stuff. You mean you, mean you haven't already retired? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't seen you this year. Where, where have you been? Fading, fading away this year, Jack. <laughs> I might be back, though. You never know. Uh, no, then, uh, yeah, Zone 4, so sort of put into the fourth kilometre, is Aztec Race, which, again, um, I've not done one before. I know that they've got an event down at Cliff Lakes. Um, that was a pretty fun, sort of fun section. You went straight into that, and there was a guy there with, uh, you know, like the gladiators, um, sort of try and bash you out of the way. Um, yeah. Like some events do, some of the local events do it, where they have rugby teams of rugby players or American football players. Um, but yeah, that was quite good. It weren't really much of a competition, though. He sort of let he let you through quite easy. Um, yeah, and they had some cool stuff, sort of some balance beams. Um, more tunnels, more nets. Uh, they had a bit of a, a small rig where you came out of the wooded section, and then there was a, the first sort of rig type obstacle, which was not a difficult rig really. It was just four rings and, and three tyres, um, but something that was sort of a welcome sight because I like, like those sort of things. Uh, rope wall up and over a ramp, um, you know, like the mud, mud walls that. Um, yeah. You guys struggled with last year at Marsden Lodge. <laughs> at that time, when I when I won the race at Marsden Lodge, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, over one of them, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, it was then a water dunk mm. straight through the water. Um, oh, and they had this inflatable sort of pond with a net over it, which was really really annoying. Um, I right behind Daniel um, at that point during the race and then I just got completely tangled up in this net on the way out of it. I had both feet tangled in it, my watch tangled in it. Um, <laughs> one of the, the marshals luckily came over and untangled me, which was quite nice of him. Yeah. Um, Is that allowed? Yeah. Sorry? Is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just got yourself disqualified, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was on the day. Yeah, I did. I did thirty burpees afterwards, just just to be sure. <laughs> not not twenty eight, Jack. Just, uh, <laughs> mate, um, mate, mate. Can I put it out here and there live? They made a mistake. They made a mistake. I got <laughs> my points back. Can I point out? Oh, can you hear that, Luke? Still got to mean they're going to fight half. <laughs> You're fishing now, mate. You're fishing. Leave me alone. The world's smallest, the world's smallest violin playing you. Yeah, wow. Well. <laughs> uh, now they had a, at the end of that zone, they had a pretty cool. They had um, like a, some stocks where people were, you know, locking them in and throwing throwing sponges and water at each other. Um, just something fun at the end of that zone, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and then it was on to zone five, which was Reaper, um, which is no more apparently. Yeah, it's like October their last event now or something. Yeah, again, it's one I've never done. I've seen a lot of people do it and heard a lot about it but i've never done it have you guys done it or? never oh, unfortunately no what was their zone like um it was good yeah it's um you were literally they're the only people that sort of had any sort of you know sort of bigger ocr type obstacles they have a, a dragon's back um but it's just one dragon's back uh but it's a good you know it's good for people to People that haven't done that sort of obstacle before, obviously, you don't want to throw four or five at them. It's probably a bit too much. So it's good to have that yeah. sort of thing. You were straight into that. There was a dragon's back. Um, and then there was a stairway to heaven, uh, which was quite good. Uh, I think somebody did come off that at some point and 
hurt, maybe broke their ankle or something, which was not nice to see on the second go round. But obviously, it's it's a dangerous dangerous sport, and that's what that's what happens if you if you lose your grip at the top of the stairway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hopefully they'll be all right anyway. Uh, then it was into a swamp again, way through that, and then they had these barrels, like a load of blue barrels that were just lined up together, and you sort of literally just slid over the top like a wet fish and then sort of <laughs> fell off the other side and like, very gracious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um and then into the more muddy trails. Uh they had a, a section where you climb up onto a platform and it was like a ring swing from one platform to another. That was quite cool. Sort of quite a probably sort of fifteen to twenty foot between the well, probably I'm probably exaggerating there, fifteen foot maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It was okay. this big. Okay, it was five. Yeah, it was five. <laughs> it was probably 10, 15 foot between the platforms, and you swung from one to the other. Um, again, it's an easy thing for people that are used to it, but for the people that are going there for their first go, it was quite a cool little obstacle to try out. Nice. Um, and then I did actually write notes when I got back in. I'm I'm reading from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie. I can't read my, my own handwriting, that's the problem. <laughs> you mean you can write? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it was, uh, they had sort of a big frame, uh, sort of cargo frame that you climbed up onto, rolling over the top on, on, on the nets, which was sort of suspended up in the air, and then a fireman's pole slide down. Oh, yeah. Um, again, that's another obstacle that's simple to, you know, people that race all the time, but people that do it the first time, there's a few people stuck at it on the way on the way around on our second go um but yeah did, good. did you feel this race had a lot of um sort of newbies in then it wasn't really i mean obviously your, your season race there oh, yeah. it's um well it's a bit mixed with both really because it's a bit like a who's who of ocr when you turn up in the mornings you know you pull up in the car park and you've got like craig the beard there and you know all the, the usual faces that you see yeah um, Oh, I say Craig Bee is actually part of Ghost Squad now. Um, seems to have become one of the Ghost Squad members. Um, yeah. Fair play to him. I don't really know what the. I think you probably have to have a big beard and be quite muscular. And Luke, Luke, Luke's on his way. Look, Luke's on yeah. his way. Me and Jesse <laughs> still struggle with our whiskers. Yeah, so, yeah, I can't grow a beard. I can drink rum. He seems to be part of their crew now, which is quite funny watching him um, sort of doing that frolicking in the. They was in like an old horse box in the in the uh, paddock area in the car park area. They're in an old horse box drinking rum and listening to heavy metal, uh, being crazy. But yeah, no, fair play to him. But yeah, going back to that, it's uh, it's sort of a mix of. I think that's the idea of it. You do get all the sort of the regulars and the the people from sort of like Cliff Lakes, and they all go back to their camping afterwards, which is good. Um, so you get a lot of the, the usual community there, but you do get a lot of people that, that go there to try it out, which is what it's all about, you know, putting putting on seven different races for for, for smaller races that are trying to sell tickets. Um, you know, if you can get, yeah. get a group of people that are like-minded that want to buy tickets for these races in one place and show them seven different races um, in, in the hope that it will sell tickets, uh, that's the idea of it, and it, it does work well, really. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a mix of newbies and and sort of the, the regular OCR community there. Who do you line up with then? So when you're in that starting lineup, then from a from a competitive point now, oh, it was literally a three-horse race. It was just me, Daniel, um, and um, 
Jason. Jason from the Mudstool Machines. Yeah, yeah. That was it, really, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, Daniel, uh, he's a really good runner. He's a better runner than me, which most, you know, most guys are. Um, but I managed to get him on the, yeah, literally got the last section, which we'll come to soon. But yeah, uh, he was probably a good, they were both a good three minutes ahead of me going into that last section. But I managed to get into second place and finish less, just less than a minute. There was a, um, a section you were about to talk about and it was on live on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah, I think definitely your what I thought at the time is your. Can I point out? I was also shouting at you uh, on Facebook Live. Go on, Jess. Go on, Jess. Yeah. Hear me? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to win it for us. <laughs> Keep going. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely. Um, I mean, we'll let it, let you explain. So you continue explaining. Yeah, well, we we were still on zone five, I think. So we'll get back to that. But yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. The, sort of competitiveness there was only really three of us there and that was the sort of the top three finishers so there's a couple of guys that were um a guy called roland that does some spot i've seen him at the spartan races um he was a little way behind us but um apart from him i can't really remember anyone else that was that no. do you but, think but that's not you know it's not yeah. about that no no do you know i mean that's what i was going to say to you going forward do you really think it needs the competitive edge though or is it? Um, no, I think the idea of it is it's not a race. You know, it's it's a show, it's a showcase. It's an exhibition yeah. to show show off different yeah. race. You know, and, and people to have fun. But obviously, from a competitive point of view, if I'm going to any race, I will try and win it. You know, I'm not going to go there and and try and come or just jog around. I'd rather go around and race the first bit, sure, um, yeah. and do it as quick as I can, and then go around and have a, a jolly afterwards. Uh, yeah. But no, I think I think if from that for that type of event, I think if it got too competitive, it would scare away the people that are there for fun. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, nice fair dues. So what are these last few sections? Uh, so yeah, we then we had uh, we're done with the Reaper. Oh, with the Reaper after that, I forgot the last bit was the Mamma Mia slide. There was uh, sort of a rock rock wall. Yeah, they call you it the Mamma Mia. on the way down. The Mamma Mia. Yeah, and then uh, you are sorry. You have to sing on the way down. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. And uh, you, you sort of climb up. A, it's a bit of a rock, a rock wall. Climb up vertically, a little bit of a tabletop. Climb up sort of diagonally, and then it was a slide down into a big swamp. Um, the marshals up there with the hoses to try and make it a bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, but good fun. But again, that was another one. So Reaper had loads of obstacles that are really good fun, but they're quite testing for people, I thought. Like, you know, if people haven't done it before, um, some of them can be quite scary to people. But um, Yeah, going into Zone 6 was Insane Terrain. Yeah. Which, again, another one I haven't, I haven't heard of until the other day. Um, and that was pretty much just terrain. There weren't any obstacles as such in that. It was just terrain. Uh, more That's more of a run, I think. It's more of a yeah. run. Yeah. I think it'd be, you know, it'd be a great, great one to go and do as a trail run or, you know, sort of cross-country style run. Mm. Um, but that was pretty much just mud, more nets. There's nets in every section. Um, there was a couple of over and unders, uh, yeah. more bogs, more ditches. And then the last bit, so the only bit they had really in there that was sort of notable was they had like a big inflatable gauntlet run. So it was just like a big inflatable that you run down and there's balls hanging down and punch bag type thing that you barge out of the way, a couple of walls to climb over. And that was it really. You you're out the other side and their their section was sort of just a trail run, a muddy run with a, an inflatable at the end, but you know, <laughs> probably a fun event still. Yeah. Um and then it was 
out of that and onto the the last zone, which was the elements race. And they did save the best till last, I think. <laughs> they did a good um, good job there, and that was that was the, the best part from my point of view. Um, I don't know if you've been. Did you do the elements race last year or? Didn't know, but I've seen it on uh, Facebook. It looks quite good. Yeah. The uh, it was it was good. The um, I don't know if you saw the video from the year before at the Elements race. It was quite good, wasn't it? That video. Didn't no. see that. You can look at it anyway. Are you <laughs> in it by a chance, Jesse? Yeah. No, me and Mark Turner went down to do the uh, video for the year before. Um, it was really good fun actually. That race. That was the last thing. That was the last time I actually ran round a race not competitively um we just enjoyed it it was it was definitely you know it's a good good event good mix of obstacles good terrain um but no their zone at mud seven was um straight into a big wall i don't know if you saw the videos on the or the facebook page yeah yeah like, that's yeah. a hell of a size wall it was, it was one of them i sort of ran up to it got to it and went oh hang on no i'm not gonna be able to <laughs> take a step back Hmm. Take a step back and think about it for a second and then uh, there was luckily a ledge that you could sort of run and jump off of yeah. um, just you know just a bit of wood screwed across the bottom so that you had a bit of a, a foothold as such to jump up and try and grab the top of the wall yeah uh, we were over that and then they had their frisbee toss which is quite quite fun um just a, a couple of barrels um, and yeah basically you get three three goes try and get it in uh, i actually got the first one in second one in and then uh, after that, I thought I'll just carry on and went back around later on and managed to get the third one in again. <laughs> so I got three in a row. But the, uh, when I did it the year before with Mark Turner down at the actual race, I think we spent about 20 minutes there and I didn't get one single, <laughs> one single Frisbee in. So I don't know what was uh, what was happening then. But, it's all that uh, yeah. spear practice, mate. That's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Good old spear throw. Um, yeah, and then it was the sort of straight up past the car park past the event village and then you were to their signature barrel roll which is basically a huge blue barrel full of water you rolled that down the hill uh, got to a certain point where you have to turn around and then roll it back uphill um, Matt, Matt assured me it was easier here because they've cut the grass whereas at their event they don't cut the grass to make it a bit you know, extra difficult what weight is that barrel? Um, I haven't got a clue it's a big barrel. Is it full? <laughs> big I, I barrel. see the barrel size. Is it full of water? Is it hard? Yeah, yeah. I think it, they're definitely full. You couldn't hear it swishing around too much. Right. So I think that's pretty much full. Um, but yeah, it's, some of them I noticed on the second. I think I was lucky the first time round. I got one that rolled straight. Some of them only had like a rim around one side. So oh no! But when we were in the afternoon, yeah, it was going around in circles. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, luckily I think I, I got a good one the first go round, but yeah, that was good, and that was where I managed to make up a lot of time on the two guys in front, just um, rolling that. Managed to overtake Daniel on the way back uphill, uh, and then that was on to which a pretty cool obstacle, which was like a, it was sort of half of the stairway to heaven, so you sort of climb backwards up, up and backwards, and then when you got to the top point, you then went horizontally backwards out. Um, three planks out horizontally and then you have to sort of then transition round and go upwards so it was sort of up back and then up and then over the top of the frame which is pretty cool testing mm -hmm. and again it's one that I think they did have a, an easier lane next to it a different frame um, but that was one that a lot of people were struggling with later on in the afternoon to get that 
transition where you, you you're coming backwards on yourself horizontally um to, to get over that is quite a difficult you know if you, if you haven't got the upper body strength it's quite difficult um yeah. that was cool and then it was barrels a couple of barrels farmers carry um and then you're down into the water over and under a couple of barrels sandbag carry through the uh through the water out and round the cow <laughs> which is like an island in the middle um back and, and then yeah, and then you're at the finish line then, which was uh, the element signature Mount Smeverest, which is that huge, I don't know if you've seen that huge A-frame. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's a monstrosity. It's like a, it's a little bit tough guy-esque sort of thing, the, the size of it's quite scary. Yeah. Um, I think they could have done with, the only criticism I had for that zone really is there, was, there didn't seem to be any marshals in the water or any like any like anyone on a kayak or any sort of water support. So you've got quite a lot of people going into water with sandbags and, um, <laughs> Hold on, um, water sandbags isn't it yeah. the best combination, is it? Yeah, I did. I went to the second time round, and I thought, you know, what, there's no, there's no. Normally, on a, an event where there's water, you'll have someone, you know, a trained yeah. diver or something in a kayak, you know, or um, someone there first aid or on a kayak that could, or a lifeguard. But there was just no one about. We went to the second time round. I thought, you know, I could. Someone could potentially be under here now, dead, and no one would know. You know, it's not. <laughs> um, but that's the only criticism would be from a safety point of view of that. But it was a, a great, great section. Um, and then, yeah, you were over the over the Mount Smeverest, and that was the finish. Um, the only thing missing was Matt with his annoying finger pose, and. Uh, <laughs> It's almost as annoying as Ben Top. Ben Hold on. Come back there. You put your figure up on the video. <laughs> he, he got me into the early. He pulled me into the early. He did, yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, no Stuart Armory because Stuart Armory is their MC normally at their events, but he's um, otherwise engaged running from England to Scotland, I think, at the minute. Yeah, he's running he's, to Aberdeen or something. Yeah, from London to Aberdeen, which is hell of a, I think it's 15 days of running sort of over a marathon, which, uh, yeah, fair play. It's uh, someone else that's doing something like that. It's Christopher Shipley. I don't know if you've yeah, yeah, yeah. on the show running around the coast of Britain. Oh, wow. He's still going as well. Like, I like, I didn't mean that in a horrible way, but I was like, when I very first saw it, I was like, how long is that going to take? And then every yeah. time I look at Strava, there's another day of like 20 odd yeah. miles. He's 180 days into it now, I think. So yeah. he's down back on the south coast. He's gone round, he's back on the south. He started in Southampton, I think. 180 days into it, and it's like, you know, over a marathon a day he's doing. Yeah. Crazy man. Every day. Man, I think he's doing it for Scope Charity, which is. Uh, he clearly doesn't want to walk the rest of his life. Yeah. No, he's. Uh, I think he said to me when he wanted to do it last year because he hadn't settled down, sort of thing. He hadn't got no kids or anything. He thought he'd do it while he can. Uh, yeah. Him. Do. I'd love to do some of that, but uh, unfortunately, I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, cool, man. Uh, Elements. What was the festival area like? Um, yeah, festival area was good actually. There's the um, festival area had quite a lot of stuff in it. There was. Um, you could get a five pound hot dog, which I had afterwards. <laughs> Good nutrition in between. Yeah. Bear in mind, we've just we've just had uh, Mark Trussell talking about nutrition, and there's like Jesse's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself the other day, what are you guys doing? You're trying to lose your listeners. Like I was listening to the OCR president of the world, and yeah. then you had like. 
Leon, the European champion, and then it was like, oh, Jess, about <laughs> 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 eating hot dogs. <laughs> hey, How to lose listeners in one podcast. <laughs> we're trying to get for all listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's an insult on him or us. <laughs> Although I am former short course cha- European champion as well. There we go. Age, age group, but still. Yeah, no, so you've had two European champions on now. You've made it, boys. That's it, mate, yeah. <laughs> now, going back to the event village, yeah, there was, there was loads in it. Um, there was um, Scotty Barker selling his medals. Yeah, hang tidy, yeah. Yeah, hang tidy. Talk about that link. Yeah, <laughs> your advert's great, Luke. I love it. You're wasted. You're wasted as a PT, mate. You should have. Uh, you should have been a voiceover. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should have said the video, mate. I had to cut the video. He did it in his pants. <laughs> yeah. The um. So yeah, there was loads in there. Anyway, there was uh, the Reaper had a tent there where they were sort of selling off all their old stuff. Things like we had clearance items and all their t-shirts and everything. Um, there was the OCR bears lady that does the um, blankets and um, the bears, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, Scotty Barker selling his medals. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't racing. I asked him if he wanted to come out for a race in the morning, but he weren't interested. So, um, yeah, his competition was there. There's another another is DMS medal hangers. Uh, yeah. DMS originals. Uh, they Ooh, were there. there as well, as well, eh? Oh, interesting. Yeah, they were there. They were on the opposite side, so they were <laughs> 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 just, just staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Ghost Squad, as I said before, there in like an old horse box trailer, just drinking rum. And he's just texting me, actually, mate. He's just texting me saying that Jesse's in. Yeah, can't, can't get in any other team, but he can get in the Ghost Squad. <laughs> no, I, I definitely wouldn't be getting in that one, mate. I haven't got a beard. I can't grow a big enough beard, and uh, I, you know I don't like face paints either. So. <laughs> <laughs> like face paint, <laughs> uh, There was um, those other uh, robe things, like you know things that are like dry robes but not quite as good. They were there, swimmies or something. Swimmies, um, that is swimsy. <laughs> mate, they're awesome. Yeah, no, you can't not swimsy. Listen, band. I'm going to be honest with you. All right, okay. I like Swimsy. I've got a Swimsy. I've also got about five dry robes. I switch between whatever activity I'm doing. So I've got a dirty dry robe. I've got a clean Swimsy and a clean dry robe. And then depending on what you know the activity is, if it's a dirty Spartan, I go with a dirty dry robe. If it's a clean Spartan, I go with a clean dry robe. If it's a run race or a swim, I go with a Swimsy. Hey, oh. honestly, the Swimsy are a lot warmer. They're a lot lighter, I think. Yeah. No, so I've I've tried them before. And the only difference I know is they've got the um the drawstrings, haven't they, around the yeah, waist yeah, yeah. and tie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'll uh, I'll stick with dry robe. <laughs> dry robe. <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, and then yeah, coffee wagons, um, burgers, hot dogs. Let's like say five pound hot dogs, which is expensive, but you know that's what you pay. How much was the coffee? Um, coffee was three pounds fifty. Ooh, I think that's expensive. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't cheap. The only thing I could say was missing sort of from the event, which food-wise was like a healthy option because there was yeah. no, you know, like a Spartan. You've got the vegan options now. And, yeah. Um, getting the you know, Yeah, something to think about for next year. Maybe if there is, if there is another month, the next year would be 
um, some sort of healthier alternatives to eat rather than burgers. Okay, so from Jesse, from Jesse Betts' point of view, if you were giving Mud Seven a bit of a, you know, for next year, what would your sort of three main tips be? Um, one would be definitely the safety in the water. I thought yeah. that was that needs, you know, they've got Looking to have something out. in it. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely have a bit more food-wise in the event village. Yeah. Um, and the, the race itself. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say a third one for the race itself, but the, the only criticism really was the fact that Ramon didn't really have a proper zone. You know, that was the only right, okay. thing that, that was the only thing that was missing really. Apart from but that, it was, I suppose if they go again, then there's going to be different race events in there, so you might get a different mix anyway next time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it will have to be. You know, obviously Ramon aren't going to be there next year. Reaper. Reaper. Yeah. Um, so there's two spots there, and I think um, you know, like Muddy Furlong, I think is part of. Obstacle Race magazine, anyway. So, yeah, chances are that they might only have a section there because they need to fill it. You know, so there's potentially three, you know, three three spots there next year for, for other races. But, um, but they are apart from the elements. The other races weren't really what I'd call obstacle course races. Right, I guess. Mud run, fun run, yeah. Yeah, but that would be the only criticism. Or sort of try and get more obstacle based runs involved in it, but. Saying that there isn't any. <laughs> what is there? Who are they yeah. going to get involved in it? Um, maybe, maybe gets you know. It'd be good if they could get Spartan involved in it to, to sell tickets for Spartan. But I don't think they, you know, I don't think Spartan no. don't need to. No, um, nor would they. But it would be good to have a Spartan section in it or a tough. Would be a tough matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would sell a lot more tickets, I think, for that event. Yeah, um, but then the ticket prices go up. Then everything goes up. Yeah, exactly. So. It's finding that line between it's finding that fine line between a fun event and a yeah a marketing cow that's just going to turn money over and churn people in and out. So, an out of five, then Jesse, give it a OCR audio review out of five. What would you give it? Uh, I'd go for a solid four. Solid four. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's good, man. And what's 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 now coming away from uh, Mud Seven in the life of Jesse Betts? What's What's the future hold for Jesse Betts? Um, lots of roof, roofing work, um, being a dad, general sort of stuff. No, I've got uh, racing wise. Next is Perth, I think. Um, I'm in Scotland, good man. Yeah, Spartan. Actually, no. Um, I've got Red Bull Quicksand on the set. Oh, first, I'm doing you, that. You'll see. You'll see me there. You're doing it. I'm doing it, mate. Oh, sweet. I thought you'd uh, you'd be right up for that loop, wouldn't you? Because uh, would, but... you're always on the beach, as well, aren't you? I know, but unfortunately, I'm already down to work that day, and I didn't know about it. And then I found out. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no, um, we're we're covering the race, Jesse. Oh, you are covering it. One of our media races, so we're gonna, yeah. I'm gonna head down there and do it and do a race yeah, with him. Cover the race, so he's got to win. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You're covering the race. You've got to win. <laughs> now, have you? Um, I don't know too much about that. And obviously, I know it's like I think it's mile. It's it's four rounds of mile long. One miles, races. yeah. And basically, the idea is you go out and the top so many go through to the next rounds. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're the first two rounds you can then see get a second chance. So if by sure you you miss out the first time, you get another mile to give another go. Yeah. And then once you've done your two miles, that's it. Then it goes into like knockout heats in the final. Yeah. So effectively, the last heat will be with the 10, 15, 20 best. Yeah. But it, I know someone that's done it as a test run, and apparently it's brutal. Or yeah. as we like to say, brutal. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do they, what's the obstacles there? I know they're man-made. Sand, yeah, sand. Stuff there. yeah it's, just, it's just basically elevation of sand. Right. So, like, basically bear climbing up sand. Yeah. Uh, good fun. I think it could be torture. Because a mile is that whole thing of how fast do you go? How do you pace yourself? Do you not pace yourself? Do you just go for it? Do you know what I mean? How long yeah. will it get between miles? You know, it's a good concept. Yeah. And I yeah. think Red Bull um, are going to really, this year, next couple of years, break in the old, um, I think they're going to break into OCR. Yeah, I hope to, there needs to be somebody else coming into it because we're losing so many in smaller events. There needs to be a bit more variety, doesn't there, on what, you know. Yeah, we um, need another bit, a bit event to do some more. So, like, yeah. events in a year would be great in the UK. Yeah, we need. We just need another competitive series that's based. We need a competitive series that's obstacle course based. Obviously, tough mudder's tough mudder. Spartan is Spartan. It's not really what I'd class as an, an obstacle course race as such because it's more based on strength. Um, yeah. You know, like, like a, a, so we need toughest. Yeah, like toughest. We need a replacement for toughest. I think it will come. I do think with um, let's get the world championships out of the way with this year. I think something will come off the back of that. Obviously, yeah. they've just bought all um, Urban Sky's gear, haven't they? So, yeah. you never know. We might start to get that way now. Yeah. I thought of something the other day when I was listening to your podcast with the OCR president. Um, yeah. About they do the uh, sprints on track. So, they do sort of an obstacle course race over 400 metres. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, I think that'd be something that it'd be good to get a series, even if it was just three races. So, like, like Spartan, sort of a sprint, Super and a Beast. It'd be good yeah. to have an obstacle course race that was a sprint, you know, based on a track, a short one. If you could get a track or a local track that would let you put obstacles onto a track, um, do a short race and then do a middle distance race and then obviously a long distance race. But obviously the middle and long would be out cross country somewhere else. Yeah. We should do it, boys. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after Red Bull and uh, Scotland, what else is there? Are you going to Windsor? Yeah, yeah, we've got. I'm pretty much doing all the Spartans, so we'll be doing Windsor and oh, I'll Worlds. Be doing, be going to Worlds, yeah, Lake Tahoe. Um, so it'll be my first, first uh, sort of international Spartan. Anyway, I missed out on Morzine this year because of uh, money and work commitments and everything. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting out to Lake Tahoe and. Seeing what I can do out there on the with the elevation and the extra carriers and the extra weight and the extra obstacles, hopefully it'll be a good race for me. I thought you liked the flatlands, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the flatlands. Just go back to Ireland and do that again. <laughs> <laughs> race island every week. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, uh, that that would be good. Um, if we hopefully next year when they go back to Ireland, it won't. <laughs> from my point of view, it will. It won't be there, or they'll have a beast where it will go off into the. Uh, It'll go off into the countryside. Uh, let's keep it flat. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. So, is there uh, anything new with you this season? Obviously, uh, you've joined up with BO2 now. Yeah, I was just going to come to that actually. Yeah, yeah, I just joined. <laughs> you beat me to. Yeah, just joined That's up with good. BO2, training with Tom Solomon. Um, obviously, the same coach as you guys. Um, yeah, you know, the year before last, I think I probably beat you at most races both of you guys whereas this year you've been kicking my ass <laughs> so he's obviously doing something right um and yeah so you know why not if you can't beat him join him as they say so 
Uh, <laughs> or cheap. <laughs> Under the dark side. Yeah, but no, it's, uh, it's been good. I think I'm about sort of six weeks, seven weeks into it now. Um, um, and we've just done, I just went into the lab in Birmingham with him and did some fitness testing, which was really good. Um, testing out where my strengths, where my weaknesses are. What was your VO2? Um, do you know I can't remember. I, can't remember. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I need to read. I read through the report late late the other night. I need to have another read over it. But uh, there's a few weaknesses that we need to address, like hip strength and um, no real imbalances and stuff. But just a couple of little things that he's going to work on. Um, but the main thing is to get my running pace up because I've always been slower runner than everyone that I race against. You know, everyone at Spartan is pretty much a quicker runner than me. Um, but it's only on the strength obstacles and anything grip based that I seem to <laughs> seem to, uh, to to beat Make you on. But, yeah. but hopefully, you know, if I can get the running pace up, then uh, then you'll all be screwed. We'll see about that. <laughs> we will see. Excellent. Um, other than Spartan, then have you got anything else this year? Uh, no, I see. Uh, world champs, UK world champs. So yeah. Basically, everything's going towards those two big races, Lake Tahoe and the, um, the UK, the World Champs in the UK. Yeah. Uh, my main aim for that is I will be doing both races, but the short course will be my main focus. Nice. Um, last year, I was 24th, I think, in the um, the elite heat of the short, short course. My target this year is to try and break into the top 20, but... Um, you know, it just depends on how, how hard they make the obstacles, basically. <laughs> the harder the obstacles are, the better the chance I've got. So, um, hopefully they'll take some sort of, uh, some inspiration from the Euros recently and, and make it quite hard. Yeah. So, is there any uh, any companies you were working with other than VO2 that you were uh, want to shout out about? Um, only, well, Dry Rovers, you know, um, which... <laughs> Which is better than Swimsley, but no, dry, dry road. Uh, and uh, obviously, I'll, I'll, I'm an ambassador for Freeletics, which you probably, you know, you yeah. guys know all about. Um, I use that as, as sort of half of my training. So I do a lot of run training, but the rest of my stuff is calisthenics or body weight based, um, for which I use the Freeletics app. I've so, been doing that for about three years now. Um, and that was where my fitness journey started, really. I used to be a bit of a, you know, drink a lot and not very healthy, um, ex-smoker. Uh, but about three years ago, four years ago, I um, found Freeletics, um, found OTR, and those are the two things that I use for, you know, keeping fit, really. But, yeah, free, Freeletics is a brilliant way of training your body weight, grip strength, and it's great for OCR training because it is, you know, OCR is basically throwing your body weight about. So if you, if you can train your body weight, then you'll do well at OCR. So... Um, yeah, shout out to Freeletics. Um, if you need to subscribe to it, you can get a discount um, if you follow the link in my bio on Instagram. Oh, we'll we'll tag your Instagram in the uh, the bio below. So cheers, guys. Excellent. That's brilliant, Jesse. Thanks for the review on month seven. That's uh, given everybody a great idea of what the race was like and what to expect to those kind of events. Um, we will see you in Perth, or you'll see Jack in the stand. So uh, see me in the stand, yeah. I'll watch the back between you guys. Are you not? Uh, you're not running then. I'm not. I won't be a, a, a Red Bull event, though. No. no.
Jack Wood. Oh, you see me? I thought you said you'd. What you said? You'll see me in the stands at Perth. I see your eyes light up. Yeah. It's like, oh, one more podium place. Woo-hoo. No, I'll be there still, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. No, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thanks. Jesse. Take care, mate. Cheers, guys. See ya. Spartans! What is your profession? You've been listening to OCR Audio with Luke and Jack. See you next time.